Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Digital Down. The digital Downs? <laughs> digital Downs, okay. Let me try that again. <laughs> Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Digital Bounds Podcast, episode 43. It's 8.49 a.m. on a Sunday morning. I have Sonny Singh with me. No Kyle McDonald. He's uh, out venturing, I believe. He's just and, being lame and uncool. Yeah, he, I think he's being lazy more than anything. He doesn't <laughs> want to get up early. Probably. Uh, but it, it's... It's the OG crew right here, Sunny and I, and uh, we're gonna we we actually have a lot to talk about this week. Yeah, some interesting yeah. topics actually. Yeah, it's been an eventful week so far. Uh, let's just jump into uh, the central phone. Do you want to start with this, Sunny? Yeah, I read a little bit about it. Um, so when we first heard, or when, yeah, when we first uh, heard about the central phone. We saw the top um, status bar. There's going to be like a cutout uh, to fit uh, the camera. And now we have a little bit more information about that in terms of how that's going to work with the screen ratio and like when you take screenshots and like how you just use the UI in general. So apparently, because someone took a screenshot with the essential phone and one annoying thing is the status bar, like it's uh, hundred like sixty pixels tall, so like they stretch it out just to account for that really that that cutout for the <clears throat> the camera. What's the normal pixel size of the the that little header bar notification bar up there? Do you know? Uh, I mean, just I from like looking 90? at it, yeah, it's probably like half the size because it's like okay, yeah, um, and. This uh, some people are speculating this might be the reason that the head of UX quit at Essential, which honestly I don't blame him for it. It seems like a small thing, but if you're you know if you're worried about like if you're the guy that's leading UX and design, like this is not something that you would be proud of. Yeah, it it's such an ugly like I cannot emphasize how like just distracting it is. When I first saw the image, I was like, whoa, that's a big bar. Like, the um, notification bar is large, but you also have the Bluetooth, like your cell signal and your time and battery status. It's just like centered in that bar. So 160 pixels doesn't seem like a lot, but mm -hmm. it's like the same size as that bottom bar. And I think it, it really makes that the screen less, it, it feels more compressed. Like they could have... I don't know. I feel like they could just, you know, add some some more like logic in there or something where like they just render the status bar as usual. Or is it like is it just a problem with an awkward ratio? Do you know? Do you know what the ratio on I'm this not, phone is? I'm not sure what the ratio is. I think it's the same as the Galaxy S8. But the problem really is that cutout is so big. So no, but to like make a, that But when you like take a screenshot at like cuz like using the phone is fine, but when you like take a screenshot for example, um, they should have no problem just kind of like extending that status bar as it would show up on a normal phone, right? You get like what I'm saying? I get what you're saying, but then that means there would have to be like a little workaround. I think this is actually how it's going to show up on the phone too. Oh, really? 
I believe so. Like, I think the screenshot's necessarily just like a picture of the phone. So if somebody were to take a picture of the phone and not an actual screenshot, they oh, I would guess so, have yeah. the same effect. Yeah, I guess that's the whole point of this. Wow, that's even... Oh, my God. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I do yeah, not like, want to. I did not want to look at that status bar while I use the phone. That's crazy. And especially since you're you've considered the phone as like an alternative to the next Pixel, I feel like this is. It's not a huge turnoff, but it's just such a lazy man's way of doing everything. Mm-hmm. Why do the cutout and why make it that so big? Like there had to be another alternative to this. Yeah. Uh... I just, I, like I guess maybe I could see how it looks kind of okay, just like because with no, the screenshot God. you don't see the cutout. I, I'm just fine a little bit, but like it might kind of look okay. I still wouldn't get this phone because of this, but like it, the screenshot makes it look worse than it would normally. That's all I'm saying. They should have put a custom skin on top of Android that like upgraded that top notification bar to provide more information. Mm-hmm. Because you could have skinned Android and made that part a little more informative. So you could have added a bigger time clock. You could have added more information, like have uh, information on maybe the status of of other... Who, who knows what? You could just shove anything in there. Like add little widgets that you could have on there, like... Uh, a compass widget a little other widget so they just go up there and maybe it's a little cluttered but in all honesty it distracts from all of that the one thing i do think is on the phone the cutout and because this the bezels they're still bezels there right a little bit yeah uh let me pull up this because the screen doesn't curve like the galaxy s8 so there's still bezels right there I think those bezels and that black notification bar in the bottom uh, interactive bar down there will blend in the screen, making the screen appear smaller. Yeah, I think you're definitely right on that. Um, and yeah, there's there's a, like a small, like maybe, uh, I don't know, how big is a centimeter? Yeah, I think it's like half a centimeter maybe. And then there's a much okay, bigger so a bottom bezel. That, it's not terrible. Right. But the other part of this is Essential still doesn't have a phone that's being shipped. <laughs> They're still kind of just pushing stuff back. It, it's becoming a, a question of a lot of top executives are departing the company. And they still don't have a phone that's available for customers to buy. And still kind of like what I what I said on the last episode, like all the things we keep hearing about it are bad things. Like no one, like have you seen anything that's where like someone's like exci- talking excited about the phone? Like how excited they are or no? No. Mm, or like something. Have... Like, but like basically there's no like good rumors that are coming out about this phone. Yes. The company's just, just terrible terrible news for them it makes it seem like essential is like a half-baked idea like the phone was half-baked they were like mm-hmm. look we're gonna do this hub and andy room was like well i kind of found a android let's just do a phone to get people on our ecosystem because this other stuff's like two three years off 
in the future. So let's do the phone and just, you know, heck with it. Yeah, I feel like they probably like just designed some mock-ups, like some renders before even building out the phone. And now they're kind of like stuck with the way that the phone's designed and they have to deal with these workarounds, but they still have to release a phone. So they don't have time to do that. Well, the iPhone 8 has a similar UI leak. It like their UI leak is much better though. Yeah, we can transition to that actually. Hey, I, I did a, what do you, what do you call it? A, <laughs> a segue? <laughs> a segue. I did it perfectly. Hey, actually, I actually tried to play along with the segue this time, though. Yeah. <laughs> I feel great about this. So the iPhone 8 is supposed to have a similar edge-to-edge -edge display with a small, I, everyone calls the essential phone a cutout, and everyone's calling the iPhone... It's like a camera eight. notch, right? They're calling it a notch, yeah. So the iPhone 8 or the iPhone Pro, depending on which camp of rumors you're in, it's supposed to have this top notch. It's like, it's supposed to house the camera, the infrared sensor to like detect if the phone's against your face, a microphone so you can make phone calls. It's supposed to have all of this. It's a small notch. It's in the middle of the phone. And it doesn't look that bad. It's just in the middle. So you wouldn't have any notifications going across that top bar. Yeah, and like, and, based on what you said about the essential phone, like, this, this is what they should have done, where they have like some of the like status bar icons up uh, on the left and right of the notch. And then on the central phone, there would just be a, a, the actual status bar right below that. Yeah, and I assume Apple's going to make the, the top notification bar a little more customizable. Mm -hmm. You'll probably be able to, to show like Bluetooth status or um, cell status, or maybe you'll have like apple watch status there'll be different little things that you can put on there but the problem with the notch on the iphone 8 is how is the ui going to look and one developer designer uh, max rudberg uh, published a blog on tumblr speculating what the design of this edge-to-edge -edge ui would be so he gave four different options he gave a option where it looked like the traditional phone with the 90 degree angles the black top, it, it's just, it doesn't put any emphasis on the phone. The second one is embracing the notch. So you have the notch cut out and everything's around it kind, kind of designed. So there's no home button because we already know about the other leaks, correct? Did we talk about the other leaks before? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't, I feel like we didn't talk about it last week, did we? Was this just a, ooh, so we got to back up, okay. So last week, or this week, um, the HomePod firmware was being explored by two developers, okay? Mm -hmm. So these two developers uh, found some interesting pieces of the next iPhone 8, or the iPhone Pro, whatever you believe it's gonna be called. And it showed a icon with a top notch and an edge-to-edge -edge display. Did you, you saw that, right, Sunny? Uh, first time I'm hearing about it. Whoa, you didn't, you didn't hear about this. Where, where have you been? You live in Iraq? Yeah, I do. Uh, I mean, I don't really follow Apple News too much. Uh, let's see. It's on okay. Digital Bounds. I, I wrote about it, if you look right there. Oh, yeah, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't read that site. So. Ooh, man, you must be a verge, <laughs> a verge person. I verge over there. Yeah, but continue. So it it leaked, well, it essentially confirmed what the iPhone 8 design will be. It has that top notch on top. 
and it said that the iPhone 8 would have face unlock instead of doing a physical home button it would be a virtual home button so that's what led us into looking at the UI leaks at what or the UI mockups of what uh, iOS 11 will be on the iPhone 8 or iPhone Pro I'm gonna call it the iPhone 8 so this first one that they they really talk about is the one that embraces the notch the bottom virtual button is still there so you still have a virtual home button there is no touch ID there it is more interactive so if you're in the iTunes App Store you have the all categories down there and the back button to the apps the second big mock-up is where the top bar is blacked out so the notch really isn't visible but I think if Apple does it that way they're gonna have the problem of essential the the top notch will be too big and you'll have to worry about a large 160 pixel uh, notification panel the last one is where you black out the top notification bar and the bottom interactive bar where you have the virtual home button. I think that's not going to happen because Apple wants you to really focus on on the screen. It's between the one where they embrace the notch with the white notification bar or the one where they don't really embrace the notch, they hide it away by putting a black notification bar up top. What do you think about that? Well, for the second and third one, you think that home button is not physical anymore? Well, they that's that's what the first leaks of um, from the Apple HomePod, where the developer like went into the HomePod firmware, found that um, image of a uh, bezel-less iPhone, and it had um, I believe what it was. It was a. Uh, Why is that even was... in the HomePod firmware? There, though, that well, seems weird. Because the HomePod firmware is supposed to be an unreleased version. It's supposed to have uh, all this stuff for iOS. Oh, it's just I. Like, oh, it just runs on iOS then, like, or I guess some you know, a fourth version. It's the same fork, thing as yeah, okay. Watch, watch OS okay, yeah. necessarily iOS. So they had like some unreleased information in their tags and different things. Right. Um, so basically, so the, these these three um, on the right of like the traditional iPhone, it's all a virtual home button. Like everything is virtual, right on the bottom. Yes, it'd be all virtual home buttons. It's just a matter of whether Apple embraces the notch, makes the bottom notification bar white, hides the notch with a black notification bar, still embraces the bottom uh, virtual button with white, or if they hide the notch and try to hide the fact that it's a virtual button and make it seem more more uh, physical by putting black down there below. So like there's be virtual bezels almost. It's really tough because I want to like the one on the far right uh, where it's just pretty much it looks like virtual bezels, but but that's the problem. Like it looks like bezels, even though technically it's not. Yes, like that's like I like the fact that it's like it's pretty they're pretty much Androidifying it with having like a virtual um, well, bottom row, whatever action bar, whatever it's called. Yeah, um, I like action bar, but like. I don't know. I feel like they're. I feel like they're probably gonna go with the uh, the second one though, where it's just all white with a black cutout for the camera. Okay, so where they embrace the notch. Right. Yes. So um, 
if you want to look at these images, they're on digitalbounds.com. It's, it's on the homepage still. There's four images. You have the traditional iPhone right now. You have the one with the notch, the one where the notch is hidden and the bar is actually white, and the last one where they have the fake bezels. I do think they're going to embrace the notch because you want the, that screen to pop. Mm-hmm. And yeah, with cause... the very last one, it doesn't pop. You, you kind of go, oh, just it's a bigger screen, higher ratio, you know? Yeah, exactly. It, it creates that illusion that you know, the, the screen is bigger by having that cut out there. But the other thing is um, Apple is working on having Touch ID with um, just on the touchscreen, right? They're working on it. The running rumor is Apple hasn't really perfected it. So... A lot of the speculation is Apple's going to ditch Touch ID for the iPhone. Supposedly, there's going to be an iPhone 7S, and this will be the iPhone Pro. Oh, man. This will be the iPhone Pro. And there will still be an iPhone 7S and 7. Like, it's just going to be an iteration period with an iPhone Pro, and the iPhone Pro is going to be like $1,300. It's going to be more expensive, have a lot cooler stuff. It would be the innovative phone of the year. But I don't know if Apple would want an iPhone Pro. I don't... So there's a, there's a lot of uncertainty here. I don't think they have a choice to ditch uh, Touch ID, do they? they? I feel like they don't because... Like with Apple Pay and everything? I mean, there's yeah. just so many like so many customers already invested in it. That's, that's my thing is I don't... I do not believe deep in my heart that Apple's going to ditch Touch ID. Every bank app supports it. Um, when you go to pay at the the restaurant or wherever you're at, you're not going to go up to the the payment terminal, do your little tap to pay, and then try to face unlock it. What happens if the restaurant's dark? What happens if it's it's raining or you, you don't have like a good uh, image there? Touch ID is very just go. You're good to go. If something goes wrong, you have your passcode to back you up. But it's just easy. Put your finger on this on the home button, and you're done. Yeah, they might actually move it to the Apple logo on the back. I feel like that'd be the most um, like sensible move. That is one of the like rumors, but everyone's saying no because if they did that, Apple would be just way too much uh, into Android territory and. And they think they're Apple already there. I don't think Apple cares. They've because like they've been copying Android for years. Um, and Apple users, they don't care either. As long as they get a, a phone that works and provides the same like Apple experience. I suppose so, but I think Apple's very aware of their their persona or their their what their pro users think. And I think if their pro users right now say, this is just copying Android, it's garbage, that they'll still buy the phone, yes, but Apple will be more inclined to say, oh man, I don't know if we want to piss off those pro users anymore. Right, but I think it's basically comes down to whatever um, makes the most sense. And if they're going to do a uh, virtual home button, then they got to move that somewhere. Like where else are they going to move it? They, I, maybe to the side. I don't know if that's still even enough to read the fingerprint. Um, I'm not sure. I, I'd be interested to see if they could do it, like on the on the on like power, power button. button. Yeah. Because I would like to just press the power button and unlock my phone. It'd be easier than pressing the like 
the home button. The home button turned into the on button for almost everyone. Mm-hmm. But I feel like uh, that's only really good if it's like lying flat on the table, not when it's in your pocket. I guess that's true. I, I, don't, I don't know. I've never had an iPhone, so I don't know if a lot of people will like pull out their phone with like two fingers to be to like unlock it at the same time. I don't know. It sounds a little weird. I think I, I do. When I do pull out my phone, I either I pull out with two fingers or I have it in some manner of pulling it out and I'm unlocking with the home button automatically. I don't think I ever press the, the power I feel like you'd mess phone. up a lot doing that. Mm, it's pretty. It's a pretty good sensor now. It's okay. better than most Android sensors. Like even if you kind of like partially, I guess. Because yeah, like the thing with having it on the back, I think it's like more natural and you can kind of adjust it when you like. I you... hate it on the back. Oh, really? Like I, uh, since. Even when just taking it out of your pocket, you still prefer the iPhone? Yeah, I prefer where the iPhone had their their sensor because since what it was the LG G2 that moved it with a rocker on the back and the fingerprint sensor back there, was it the G2? Uh, maybe yeah. the LG G2 they moved it on the back and then they I immediately said the rocker on the back was a, the volume rocker on the back was a terrible idea and the volume and the touch the sensor on the back was a terrible idea too and I, I've said that since then I just it, it's somewhat intuitive but it, it, like as you get with these bigger phones you just you have this problem of my finger doesn't reach all the way to the sensor when I'm holding my phone properly. And I just... I guess it depends, like... like one. Yeah, I guess it depends on how big your hands are. But, yeah. Maybe I have some Trumpian hands. They're small. <laughs> <laughs> Trump would probably be like, oh, man, I can't get it. Uh, I guess let's talk about uh, Marquez. Uh, you want to talk about his hydrogen phone? Uh, yeah, so he got uh, his hands on the Red Hydrogen prototype, which I guess he's pretty, you know, using Red's uh, gear, because, like, do you know, did they give the a prototype demo to, like, any other YouTuber or anything? I think it was just Marquez, I, right? I think it was just Marquez. And yeah, so when I you guess say Marquez, it's what? M MKBHD. MKBHD. I still cannot pronounce his name correctly. <laughs> what? Uh, his real name? His, uh, his YouTube name. Just MKBHD. It's a mouthful, MKBHD. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but anyway, I guess he's pretty close with Red. Um, but he got uh, his hands on two prototypes. So one one is just purely to demonstrate the 3D uh, screen, and the other is just to demonstrate, like, the rest of the phone. And it's very industrial looking, you know, our first look at the phone was like just from one single angle, so you couldn't really see too much. So it's still like very industrial looking. There's like finger grips on the side. I think it's some sort of rubber texture. Um, there's dedicated camera button. Uh, the volume rockers are like, like so when I say finger grips are like notches on the side of the phone, um, as if like um, I don't know would be a good. Like brass Sample. knuckles, like you're gonna yeah exactly hold the phone like that. <laughs> yeah, and there's like a volume button on each one, power button on the right, um, dedicated camera button, uh, stereo speakers, five point five inch display, um, obviously the modular stuff. There's supposed to, supposed to be like a lens mount. He demonstrated that in the video, but he said there's gonna be like a lot more things that they're working on. And yeah, anything on that? 
God, just the phone looks so ugly. It reminds me of like really where you, yeah. It just it reminds me of the red um, screens because the red cameras don't have screens. You always have to use a secondary display. Right. It literally looks like they just took their display, their screens, added some some like cell cell uh, chips in there, and added a camera on the back and said, "Look, we have a phone, guys." So I, I think like. It depends, like, because you remember, like, some of those Motorola phones that had that similar industrial look to them? Yes, I do remember some of them, and they, I, I kind of like, like the them. Phones. I kind of like them, though. It's like, uh, it's not, like, the sexiest phone ever. Uh, it's not, like, you know, a, a Galaxy S8. But I think it's just, for some people, it'd be like, oh, it's, like, a rugged phone. You know, you, you, if you're going to drop it, it seems like it would it would take it, and... Uh, I don't know. It's got like a cool like Batman vibe to it, I guess. I guess, I guess I understand what that Batman vibe. It really does. The prototype wasn't working though. Like they said, well, Red said that they'll have a, a working prototype in what two months? Yeah, it was a month or two. Maybe a month. Yeah. Um, and the second prototype for the display, Marquez didn't really um, wasn't allowed to show it. But he kind of showed his reaction to it. He said that he was pretty impressed by it. Um, but it's not perfect yet. So, I don't know. I guess take that for what it's worth. Um, if, if, if they do perfect it, I think that's something. But I feel like it'll still be not perfect um, at release. And a lot of people will just turn it off. Yeah, if you want to like watch the video, the link's on digitalbounds.com, but you can go on YouTube and search Red Hydrogen Prototype and you'll see it automatically. It, you really have to watch the video to really get the whole understanding mm-hmm. of what this phone's going to be. I'm surprised they're moving this quickly. Red took oh, years and years to get their camera designed and finally like out into consumers' hands. They were talking about it on like web forums in the early internet days saying look we're gonna do this crazy camera it's gonna be expensive blah 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 it's gonna be super great and then it took them years to actually get to that point where they could produce a camera so them making a phone right now i'm just even a prototype my mind is blown i was expecting like a year from now to hear about this phone again not uh a week or a month down the road mm-hmm. and I really like the idea of like having because supposedly this camera is supposed to be really good because it's some like hydrogen based uh, technology. Like I don't really know what goes behind like red cameras, but like that's the reason it's called the red hydrogen. Um, But supposedly like supposed to be really good, and then just being able to like add lenses and stuff, and having that dedicated camera button, and then just having it. You can also like use it as a screen or like along with your other red gear. I, I think like. I think there's definitely um, a, a huge appeal to this, mainly like for a lot of YouTubers, I think. I think, yeah, only people are going to use it as YouTubers, maybe. Um, like it could be a good uh, vlogging camera, I feel like, if they have a mount that um, mounts on the back, but it will point uh, the same, like point like towards a screen, like the same uh, direction. Yeah, I do like the idea of having like a like a phone like that that had the capabilities of vlogging with the same high quality that you would get from an actual vlog camera. I just, the phone's going to be overpriced once they really get it out. It's going to be way more than like $1,300. I, I'm expecting like 
2100 once it's like shipping. And I feel like the only people that are going to be able to afford it first off are these crazy YouTubers that will buy $10,000 cameras. And yes, just, that, that, it puts me off that just that idea of that. That's just. I'm yes, just but I think like that disgusting. this is like the first gen of this phone. So have like by the time they come to this, like, you know, a year after that or maybe two years, the price should go down dramatically once they've kind of figured out the manufacturing process and everything for this. I think the whole point of red, though, is just making expensive junk. Like their cameras haven't come down in price. They like custom make everything. That's why I think it's so expensive. Yeah, but I think they realize like they could they could just be going for that same audience that uses red cameras. But I think potentially they realize that they could just make more money just going towards like a more general consumer base pricing at like maybe a grand or lower. Yeah, they could. I just. I don't know. I'm just really put off by the price and the idea of red is I just don't think all these YouTubers should be like, oh, I'm going to buy a red camera. Like, I understand you want the highest quality video, but a 4K camera like the the Panasonic G5, you could, is it the Panasonic? It's the Lumix G5 or whatever it is. You could get the 4K video and get a really high quality video. And I just, I don't understand why all these youtubers use this red camera i understand well, Marquez. that's like his signature i think out of all the tech thing. youtubers marquez is like the only person that i know of i think like everyone I, else tld like they all use uh i don't know some 4k camera i don't know which one i the think Panasonic TLD one, I uses guess. um I, well, I see him all the time now tld with um with a red camera so i assumed he he bought one i also uh, saw austin duncan with it and I've seen like uh, so, but, so Team Crispy J, basically is all on red now. Yeah, J Tech something with um, with it unbox therapy. I saw him with it for a little while. Oh, okay. Um, your your ad- average consumer was talking about buying one on Twitter. So like they're all starting to like lean towards it. They're all like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do it. Okay, I guess. And I, I guess they're kind of trying like at, at a certain point when you can you kind of reach the peak of quality you're like well what's the next step i can take oh let me get a red camera so i kind of understand it but i personally wouldn't justify it yeah i i understand where you're coming from but i just i don't understand why like everyone already is kind of this like they say oh youtubers are rich and no their youtubers are not rich uh, many youtubers like work day jobs and they they still have a million subscribers or they like they do freelance wedding gigs because their youtube doesn't make enough money for them Mm -hmm. so for them to go and spend like this outlandish amount of money on a camera that that's like ten thousand dollars i just i i think it further gives a bad rap to youtubers i think they make enough to to support it well, I understand they make enough to support it, but I just think they shouldn't they shouldn't jump on that one thing like yeah, have all this nice gear and buy like a a $5,000 Canon camera, okay, but I don't I don't know, I just feel like it's a little much. Right. I got you. Okay. Okay, but beyond that rant, I'm just <laughs> that's my whole thing with I have this big problem with YouTubers in general. And 
you've heard before about like YouTubers all wanting to do no, websites you, and everything. You, you just hate yeah. Red. You, you don't want them to sponsor you at any point in the future. No, no not really. <laughs> um, let's talk about Bitcoin. Um, this man, is, I don't even know where to start with this. Yeah, this is new to me. Like, I was, I'm surprised because um, like this whole Bitcoin Cash thing, uh, it's basically a fork of Bitcoin. And it soared to $700 and Bitcoin decided to, whenever you buy a Bitcoin, you also get a Bitcoin cash, right? Well, let's back up a little bit. So Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. It's based on a blockchain, which is just really like a math problem that you're trying to solve when you're, you're mining it. So Bitcoin was facing a problem if it didn't actually like change something in bitcoin it wouldn't be you would keep mining it and you wouldn't get any like reward you wouldn't get any bitcoin in a sense it would take too much math too much computing power to really do it the other problem is there's just some stuff with like what ethereum was trying to solve with a blockchain and doing contracts and all this um so the community wanted to change some stuff so they couldn't agree so half the community said we're sticking with bitcoin the other half said we're gonna fork it and make the blockchain better, make sure Bitcoin is is safer in the long run, more secure and everything. We're calling it BitCash. So Bitcoin is BTC, BitCash is BCC. So it forked, the community literally goes, no, we don't wanna deal with you guys and they forked it. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's a it was a civil war between the Bitcoin community and they resolved it by separating themselves. I actually wonder how these forks actually happen because no one actually knows the full algorithm behind a Bitcoin, right? I, like, how, how does that work? Because like, cause like, when I think of like forks, I think of like, you know, software, like if it's open source, do you have like the full access to the source code? Yeah, so I they're keeping that... the, the Bitcoin um, blockchain. All, so all the, the transactions on the Bitcoin blockchain have come over to BitCash. At least this is my understanding. I could be super stupid and just spewing like crap. Okay. But this is my understanding. The blockchain was just copied over. They made some minor shifts to the algorithm and everyone who had Bitcoin got the same amount of BitCash. So BitCash was necessarily worth nothing when it first started. It it was all dependent on the buying, selling of what people were going to do. Um, Bitcoin though soared in price. It's now the highest it's ever been. It's at $3,183 at the moment. So that's Sunday at 923 AM, $3,000. That's more than gold. And the max price was at like $3,265. That's just, my mind's blown. Like. A digital like, currency that has nothing it's just, it's just right it's worth so much so if i buy a bitcoin so then i get a bitcoin cash can i no, just sell I don't, do you not i'm like confused no. so if you own bitcoin before the fork they gave you bit cash but now if you buy bitcoin oh okay it's different now it's just <laughs> i bit thought you cash, just like make money instantly that way <laughs> i wish but, uh, <laughs> That That'd was just awesome. when the fork because they wanted to okay. fork it. So it, it kept the original Bitcoin blockchain. So everyone had their 
their bit cache. It was just the same thing. It was just right. It, it like it's complicated. It's just you know I I can't explain it effectively. So then the next problem comes along the fact that Coinbase uh, at first decided that they were not going to uh, honor that you know offering Bitcoin cash to anyone with Bitcoins. Yes, they claimed that it was going to be too complex for them to actually support BitCash. They said it would be too much work, it'd be unsecure, but what they did do is note how much everyone had had in Bitcoin. So if in the future, maybe a year down the road, they wanted to support BitCash, they would actually say, look, we're going to give everyone their Bitcoin and just issue them their BitCash. So if you had Bitcoin when they forked it August 1st, you got your bit cash but bitcoin was holding it hostage necessarily mm -hmm. because you couldn't withdraw it but now they're reversing that and saying bit cash is actually going to be supported from them all right because they didn't want to get sued because there was a warning of a class action lawsuit yes and i'm looking for the bit cash price but i just honestly cannot find it I just I literally don't know where to find the Bitcash price. Oh, just um, anywhere online. It, I don't know. I just I can't find it. Um, <laughs> I, it. It's really hard to find. But the last time I heard, it was at um, seven hundred dollars. Uh, it's at so, two hundred four. Where did you Look. find that? Can you link that in the Slack? Yeah, I just like search for BCC value. Well, I put bit cash value. Can you link that in Slack? Yeah. So two hundred fifty-four. So it went up to seven hundred dollars, and then it dropped down almost immediately. Wow. Yeah, it's like two hundred four dollars. Yeah, you see that there was a spike right there. That was seven. It was almost seven hundred dollars for a little while. Yeah. And now it's down it's to crazy. two hundred six. So that was Coinbase's worry that it was going to spike. To maybe a thousand, two thousand dollars, and then it would crash. And bit Bitcoin wasn't tied to the bit cash value, so there are two different currencies now. Mm. And Coinbase was worried that that was going to happen, or there was too much work for them to support everything and make it the securest possible way. But even now, um, there's just an update on this Fortune article. They're the earliest they're going to start it. Um, would be January 2018. So when you think about it, they they need to create like virtual, like online ways to store it. They also need to have it in physical storage containers in like a air gap server. No, right. And then they they but also I feel like, like have a physical ledger where they like write it down. Right. I feel like anyone that. Like anyone that bought Bitcoin elsewhere was able to get that uh, big cash instantly and just pretty yes. much, you know, sell it, sell it off right away. Or at least yeah, like that's uh, what I would have done. The, I would have done that too. Right when it hit 700, pro I would have sold it probably at 550, $600. Yeah. I would have said, I'm out. Um, so that's what everyone was saying is Coinbase is holding our money hostage. And essentially what they told everybody was August 1st, if you don't withdraw your Bitcoin, uh, we're gonna keep your bit cash because if you had it in like a regular wallet, you automatically got your bit cash like issued to you. 
Okay. So this was the the big problem. Everyone was like, "What what do we do? Coinbase is holding our money hostage, and now they're having to reverse." But I think everyone's still upset because they lost an opportunity. Seven hundred dollars. If you sold it right then, you, you made literally like whatever you had. So if you had two bitcoins, you made an extra seven hundred dollars. Yeah, I wish an extra four one thousand four hundred. And I wish. Uh... I wonder if there's something that like gives you alerts when um, when stuff like this happens, when it like something just starts to soar pretty high. Like there's probably apps that do this. Or something. Well, yeah, Coinbase can do it. You can set Coinbase uh, notifications. Like my Ethereum, well, is if it goes above two fifty, if it goes above three hundred, if it goes above that. Yeah, but I'm talking about like the smaller ones because Coinbase only supports the three uh, major ones. Oh yeah, all of them have notifications built in. Uh, Phonics or whatever mm -hmm. has uh, notifications built in. All those apps have some sort of notification system built in. Yeah, that's something I need to to do. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you some some. I should write an article like what's the yeah best do that. Just like some uh, big cash. Yeah, some advice on uh, managing or looking out like uh, I don't know, staying in the loop of, of cryptocurrency. Yes, uh, that's all the like big topics that we have for this week. There's there's just so much going on right now. Um, uh, we we saw like a bunch of deals going on. Amazon's doing some crazy stuff. Tesla's still doing crazy stuff. There's more stuff with a 4K Apple TV. Um, just so much is going on. There's been a busy week. Oh, the Apple Watch will possibly have a LTE. So that's mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, it's like and, the end of the summer. So it's just a bunch of stuff that's about to leak yeah. and can come out now they're saying the pixel will look more like the old one just with an edged edge screen so there's a lot going on just not a lot of things I want to talk about mm. so let's just jump to personal topics I'll start with mine uh, I get my pixel back after having to send it in for what the third time on Monday hopefully this pixel will last me more than a month um, I just, I'm super upset with how Google like just poorly managed their supply chain and they're having all these issues. You think they would have been able to figure everything out. They issued me a brand new phone. So having three different issues is just a huge like disappointment with HVC and Google. Yeah, their support, like I, I thought it was good at first, but yeah, I, I just keep hearing so many horror stories now like Google support is very helpful it's just oh man it's just such a pain to go through everything so so you your third one is on the way still yes or... like they, okay. they send it by regular mail they don't like express ship it to you oh wow it takes like I five feel like, days see I feel like they should have just express shipped the third one at the very least like after all yeah, that trouble I don't I didn't really want to argue. I have other phones that I've been using, so I'm just, I'm just riding it on, and I'm, I'm super excited to get my Pixel back because I really like the Pixel. The other thing I want to talk about is there's a social media site. It's called Steamite. It's a, I, I don't even know how to really describe it. It's a, a social can network you, that's based on blockchain. Can you link it? It's uh, it's in the Trello. I'll link it in the Slack right now. 
so they're it's a social economy they're calling it it's based on cryptocurrency it's that the steamite uh cryptocurrency but i just think it's really interesting you you're able to like so it's a lot like reddit you post something someone upvotes it but when they upvote it they get you get a cent for every upvote so if you get 100 upvotes you have 100 cents does it make sense i'm assuming it's in crypto right yes it's in their cryptocurrency but they issue the once you like value and everything they'll issue you some bitcoin so you can sell it on coinbase so you can make money it's mm. just a little of work to like transform it into actual so they give dollars. you so they give you a bit to start off with after that you like you add in your own uh bitcoin or whatever it might be right no you don't have to you don't have to issue anything so the social network's based on the blockchain so you creating content and upvoting is like using processes to i guess mint some cryptocurrency and then it's distributed to the content producers as the votes get upvoted okay so it's yeah, this a is... weird like process of how the blockchain can work and how you can create content and different things on the blockchain okay so it's really more about blockchain like because blockchain is not just cryptocurrency so it's no, more about it's so much more right so that's okay that's pretty cool actually like a lot of it goes over my head but i think it's the idea of it goes this over is really my cool. head necessarily all i can like boil it down to is if you're creating content on this social network and someone upvotes you you get a penny so you're getting rewarded for just creating content mm-hmm. so that's actually really post, good it, yeah it's really cool it's free to post it's free to comment it's free to vote it's free to use it and you might even get paid you, there's no guarantee your content will will get get like actual like traction but you can do it yeah, so looking, you can, i'm looking at some sorry. of these posts on the homepage, like just the potential payouts it seems some like 300 dollars, 500 dollars, like a lot of these actually yeah you can purchase some of their i think it's called steam it's like steam dollar tokens or something to like that's that's a bad name yeah i don't know they could uh there'd be some confusion with like actual steam like the gaming (laughs) (laughs) i i suppose i'm probably pronouncing it right but you can buy some of these cryptocurrencies to like promote your own post so there there's they're making money in the end too but you can transform them to Bitcoin Ether or or BitShare tokens and use them in different markets and exchanges, including like Ponix or like Coinbase. So there's there's a lot of possibilities for you to actually like transform this into actual U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is really I cool. I just signed up for it like two days ago. Yes, I'll join this too. Yeah, I actually had um some friend that that like does some youtube stuff he like was like oh look i'm making all this money on this website and i'm like what he's like yeah i made like 300 dollars uh, last month and i'm like what are you talking about and then he was telling me all about it and trying to explain it and i was like okay yeah, you could like check this you out could cross post some stuff on here like that's what not? i was thinking yeah yeah do you have any news sonny 
Yeah, I just want to say, like, my... Along with, like, your Google Pixel problems, I'm kind of, like, I'm really starting to get annoyed by the 6P because it's more consistently shutting off about, like, 30%. And there's no warning or anything, right? I guess I can change um, the battery saver mode to do it, like, at 40%, I guess, but... I don't know, it's just been really annoying me. Now, I have a bigger battery, so for the most part, like, it can last most of the day still, so I can go off of the 70%, but I'm just waiting for that Pixel 2 at this point. Like, I don't want to send it in, because this is my main phone. I don't want to use, like, some old, like, Nexus 5 phone or something. Yeah. Oh, it's just such a pain. <laughs> but it's just a month, hopefully. Um, or, when do they, do they release, like, September 30th, or early september do you remember there's they like release like mid-september let me see nexus 6p release it, well but september like the 29. pixel is a different different beast you don't know if they're gonna follow the nexus line oh like... the pixel is october 20th damn yeah so you, you have a little bit to wait <laughs> i think they started shipping like november maybe, maybe so. the google gods are listening yeah okay yeah and then they probably are listening google home in the background is probably over there like ooh, man we're gonna push that back to november 3rd okay google when is the pixel 2 being released my apologies i don't understand (laughs) of course google you don't understand she never does yeah and then as always i'm gonna plug my anchor so anchor.fm slash sunny sink I really like your anchors. Um, I'm, I think I'm going to write a medium post about my imposter syndrome that I've been dealing with. I just keep thinking be good. about it again and again. Yeah. I. A lot of it goes back to like, I've been applying for jobs. I don't have a college degree that says, yes, Leon, you're, you're college certified. I have a lot of uh, portfolio work and I've, I'm just not getting any callbacks from the company that I actually want to work for. So it goes back to my imposter syndrome is, am I like, am well, I, is that a problem of you it? like not being qualified or a problem of like, you, you don't, you're not finding a company that where you'd be interested working at? Well, I'm applying to all these companies, but no one's calling me back quite yet. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah, I mean, I had, I had the same problem. Like, even though I do have a college degree, I don't put a lot of emphasis on it. Cause like 99% of my stuff is like self-learned. And, like, I don't know, I think I applied to at least 10 companies, and I heard back technically just from two. Yeah. So I was definitely in the same position as you. I think it's been 10. It's only been, like, a week, week and a half, so Mm -hmm. maybe I'm just getting a little antsy. I mean, it's also a learning process, too, like, especially during, uh, like, that interview week or whatever yeah i did have an interview with one company the file stack back in like october or something last year and that was a huge like change after that i kind of focused on just my stuff and a freelance client and that really carried me to july really and like i've lost all my freelance clients so i'm looking for like full-time work now so Mm -hmm. if anybody's listening and want to hire me (laughs) i'm available that's a great writer I mean, obviously, like, you can see the compare. Like, I don't really follow tech news too much, like, as much as I did before. Like, the time before, or I guess, like, when Android first came out, like, the year after that, 
I was like really into tech. Uh, but after that, there were like so many phones and so much stuff coming out that I just focused more on like the consumer side of things where I just like don't follow tech as much, a little bit more than the average person, but I don't follow tech as much as you do. So I think you can see the comparison of like, like you having more knowledge on a lot of these topics. Yeah, that, that is true. I've, I would like to work like, you know, full time, but a lot of those like nine to five Google, they're just like freelance gigs. So I have to see what, what I would end up doing in the long run. I mean, still, at the very least, you're not, like, unemployed right now. So, it's, at least there's, like, there's no, there's no stress in that. Yeah. It, there's a little stress of, like, being unhappy in general, but... Uh, it's a, it's just a different kind of stress. Yeah. But you, your, your anchors I listen to, and they, like, make me feel better, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I'm getting better at them slowly, even though my... My listens are diminishing slowly. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm still keeping at it. That's like one of the main things. Like with all the stuff that we do, I feel like the most important thing is just to keep doing it. Yeah, like Digital Bounds isn't a huge success, but Digital Bounds is a moderate success in terms of like content. People comment on YouTube videos. People comment. People tweet me. So you, we're mm-hmm. all slowly building communities, and I think really digital bounce for me the past like six months to like yeah probably the past six months have been me really understanding what i need to do to make the blog a successful site so i feel like as we like further in our careers we'll like understand more stuff and go oh look this is where we can really be successful in this small niche and Mm -hmm. and i really like your podcast so don't stop because you have been getting much better. The quality has been getting much, much better every time. And I'm just a huge, like, like I see us, we start something, we stop something, we start something, we start something. Mm-hmm. And we're really bad with that. We never follow through in the end. Yeah, exactly. Cause one of the, like a uh, recent episode I was talking about like code B, which is one of a, it's like a developer designer community we built uh, about a year ago or like two years ago. And we kind of stopped that, and I'll like looking back on it, I'm like, uh, I really regret that, just because I knew I know that if I spent the time like building the community, it could have been like could have been really big because there's a bunch of other developer communities that are out now, which is basically like the same idea that we had at the time. So if we just like kept at it, I think would have been really big. Yeah, exactly. That's how that's how I feel. Like a lot of missed opportunities for us. That's all that we need to talk about though we're really hitting the hour mark which we don't like doing yeah we haven't done an hour-long podcast in a long time well kyle always like wrangles us in he's like okay guys hurry up (laughs) (laughs) uh i'll post the show notes later tuesday uh i'm bad about posting the show notes uh you can check us out on soundcloud um Google Play and iTunes. Just search Digital Bounce Podcast. If you're using iTunes, please leave us a six-star rating. I know there's only five stars, but try to do something that's a little hackerish and get us six stars. And tell us what you, you like about the podcast. Give us feedback in there. Tell us maybe you don't like um, a saying, um, it's a filler word, and we're very bad at it. But uh, just tell us what you think um, about that. <laughs> um, uh, what? Um, 
you can tweet us at uh what, what's your twitter um uh, <laughs> uh my my uh twitter um it's uh let's see uh um okay <laughs> 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 it's sunny sunny sink i uh and i'm at leon hitchens we're at digital bounds on twitter you can find us there we're on instagram snapchat facebook um steamite we're all digital bounds there digitalbounds.com for all the news my hot takes um the like alternatives like the all sonos play base so i write a bunch on there you can find me there and that's really it we'll talk to you guys next week um bye uh, bye